There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends. But who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef, and you're listening to the Health Essentials Podcast brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. When you make an appointment, whether it's virtual or in person, your doctor will usually ask you some questions about your health. Well, we're here to tell you that you need to ask some questions too. Together, you and your doctor can make the best decisions about your health care and any treatment you may need. To get the attention and care you need and deserve, that encounter, that encounter with your doctor needs to be as efficient as possible. So to help us navigate through this conversation, we have with us Dr. Matthew Goldman. Dr. Goldman is a board-certified family physician at Cleveland Clinic. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Nada. And Dr. Goldman is a board-certified family physician at Cleveland Clinic, and today he's here with us to talk about getting the most out of your doctor's visit. And before we begin, please remember this is for informational purposes only, and it's not intended to replace your own physician's advice. So to start off, I want to kind of talk about virtual visits right now on the rise. How do I know if I should go into the doctor's office in person or if I can just, you know, do it uh, over an iPad or a phone? So a uh, virtual visit is a convenient way to uh, talk to a provider uh, when a physical exam may not be necessary. Uh, it's uh, it's a, also a convenient way to speak to a provider uh, without having to commute. Um, with the recent pandemic, uh, it's one way to remain isolated, especially if you're high risk uh, and need to talk to a provider. Uh, it's also for circumstances where you may want to talk about uh, things that, again, don't require a physical exam, like mental health, uh, a simple follow-up, or if you're uh, out of town and just need to get uh, in touch with your provider. Great. So I want to talk a little bit about preparing for a doctor's visit, uh, basically how to, solve, how to set ourselves up for success, um, maybe before going the appointment, and then during the appointment, and then after the appointment, maybe like in three parts. Okay, sure. Um, so talking about before the appointment, I have some uh, main points that I'd like to talk about and then maybe just elaborate a little bit. Uh, so some of the main points include uh, looking into the potential provider and doing some research online or talking to friends and family. Uh, and then getting in touch with office, office staff and getting information as well as giving information. Uh, touching base with the insurance company uh, and considering some of the things that you want to get out of the visit. Uh, and so I'll go a little bit more into detail about each one of those. So when you're doing homework uh, or research about a provider that you're considering, uh, talk to trusted friends and family, uh, see what kind of things uh, they have to say about their experiences with the provider. Go online, read reviews, uh, see the feedback that the provider has received. Uh, look into whether or not they're certified. Uh, see if they're engaging in academic medicine, see if they've written any publications or articles. Um, you can also find out the size of the practice and how many other providers uh, might be sharing the care of patients within the practice. Um, and you might also want to consider your own schedule with the provider schedule. 
Also, uh, another main point was talk to office staff, get information as well as give information. You might want to contact the office and ask, will you need lab work done before the appointment or after the appointment? Ask about schedule for evenings and weekends, especially if you work nine to five. Uh, ask about forms or records that might need to be sent in. Uh, ask what kind of things they might need, whether it's insurance information, um, identification, uh, an interpreter, uh, et cetera. Uh, if you think you're going to need extra time for your appointment, let them know. Uh, if you have more than just a few concerns, they may be able to accommodate you by giving you more time. Uh, if getting around and walking is an issue, maybe they can put you in a room that's closer to the waiting room. Um, talk to your insurance company before you go in. Find out what's covered under your plan. That way, when you're having a discussion with your provider and they're talking to you about which blood work or studies might be needed, uh, you'll know whether or not uh, they'll be covered. Uh, if you're a parent, uh, if you have um, pets, consider talking to somebody uh, before the appointment to see if maybe they can look after uh, those that you're looking, um, you're caring for. Uh, that way, um, there's less distractions during the appointment. Make a list about some of the things that you want to talk about. I would prioritize that list from what's most pressing to you um, from top to bottom. Keep a log of your symptoms. Um, talk about what's helped, what hasn't helped whenever possible. Take medications, uh, supplements, vitamins, et cetera, with you to the appointment. And if you can't, uh, take pictures or make a list of those items. Um, if something is difficult to talk about, consider bringing like a trusted companion who may already be aware of what's going on. That way during the visit, if it's tough to talk about, uh, they can help convey some of that information. And uh, one thing I would like to emphasize is try to arrive early. Uh, I usually encourage people to arrive maybe 15 to 30 minutes before the appointment. That way there's plenty of time to take care of forms or checking in or uh, handling traffic or any other uh, potential issues might, that might arise last minute. Now, amid this pandemic, um, how about if it's a virtual uh, appointment? Is there anything else uh, that we should be doing to prepare for our visits? Yeah, great question. So just like an in-person visit, uh, one thing I would encourage people to do is uh, keep their medications, their supplements, their documents, their meters, et cetera, nearby and handy. That way, uh, during the virtual visit, uh, if the provider asks you a question about one of those things, uh, you can just reach over and, and take a look at it. Try to find a, a quiet, well-lit environment. Um, try to avoid having light behind you because that can uh, potentially make it difficult to see something that you're trying to show to your provider. Um, sometimes there's a, a brief questionnaire uh, before the visit begins when it's virtual that you need to fill out. So give yourself plenty of time, maybe days ahead to do that. Make sure that your online connection is working and make sure that you're able to log in. And uh, if for any reason you're trying to connect uh, at the time of the visit and you can't, uh, call the office and let them know. Maybe the visit can be conducted on the phone. Excellent. Now, for a physician, there's a significant difference between a well visit, which is preventative, um, or a problem visit. Can you describe the two kinds of visits, how they're different from each other, and how to prepare for each? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, typically, a preventative visit is the kind of visit where the patient is coming in for routine care, uh, ensuring lab work, vaccines, health screenings, et cetera, are up to date. Um, this is the kind of visit that's usually a little bit longer. Uh, the provider will sit down with the patient, find out what's been going on lately, talk about family history, surgical history, 
do a head-to-toe exam, make sure the patient's caught up on all the routine stuff that they might need. Um, a problem visit, on the other hand, is uh, focused on one or two main issues, um, a rash, a cough, concerns about blood pressure or blood sugar, for example. Uh, during this kind of visit, the provider might do a physical exam that's specifically geared towards what the patient's concerned about. And uh, they might do testing that is specific for that concern as well. So if we take this back to even before making, uh, before coming to our appointments, when we call the appointment line, are there certain questions we should be asking the scheduler that can help us for a successful visit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let the office know that uh, you might need, again, this is sort of going back to what we talked about earlier, just let them know that you might need extra time, you might need an interpreter, you might need accommodations if you're having trouble getting around or getting in and out of your car. Um, try to bring copies of records, whether it's medical records, uh, blood pressure records, uh, blood sugar records, et cetera, with you to the visit. Um, ask about lab work and whether or not it might need to be before the visit or after the visit. And also uh, consider talking to the staff about um, a emergency contact in case there was an issue taking place uh, during the visit. Excellent. So um, earlier you mentioned some of the things that we need to bring up to the doctor. How important is it to know my family history when it comes to diseases and why? Uh, family history is very important. Um, there are uh, some diseases that people are more likely to potentially get if it runs in the family. Uh, some diseases are passed down uh, by generations and um, having that kind of information, having the whole family information uh, can really help the provider figure out uh, what's going on and who might potentially be affected and what testing to do for that person. So does this apply to one direct family member or the whole family tree when it comes to family history? So this applies to the whole family tree. Um, it's not just mom and dad that you want to know about, but also mom's parents and siblings, uh, dad's parents and siblings. Uh, the more information that the provider has, uh, the, the better off uh, they'll be able to help you. Excellent. So you touched on this before, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Um, being honest with your doctor is probably one of the most important things uh, you want to do. Uh, but opening up sometimes could be um, awkward, especially after for certain people or after certain experiences. Um, what tips or advice do you have for patients who are reluctant to tell their doctor personal or private information? I am aware you mentioned bringing maybe a loved one with you, but if it is uh, kind of like a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah, so this is something we see a lot. Um, there are a lot of people who are reluctant to talk about some of the concerns they have. Uh, they might be a bit embarrassed about some of the concerns they have. They may even feel just anxious uh, about some of the concerns they have. Um, some of the advice that I give is, one, when you're in the room, uh, and maybe before or even while the provider is in the room, uh, take a couple deep breaths, uh, try to relax, um, keep in mind that the provider is probably going to ask you some very personal questions. Uh, don't be surprised. Uh, these questions are meant to try to help you and them figure out what exactly is going on and what to do about it. Uh, it certainly can be a bit embarrassing, uncomfortable when somebody is uh, taking a look at a part of your body or touching a part of your body that maybe you're not used to um, having people touch or look at. Uh, but ultimately, this is meant, again, just to help you and then figure out what exactly is going on. And one last emotion that I would like to talk about is frustration. 
Uh, a lot of patients might feel frustrated seeing their provider looking at the computer screen during the encounter. Um, but keep in mind that they're looking at your chart. They're trying to help you figure out uh, if your medications might be the culprit or if there's a family member who has a disease that might be uh, related to what is going on in your situation, et cetera. Um, so they are listening, um, but they're also trying to gather information, put it all together at the same time. That's a very good point. And, and to add to that, these private conversations that we have with our doctors stay private. This doesn't go anywhere, no matter how much detailed personal information or family information you're giving, correct? Exactly. Great. So amid the current pandemic situation, many patients may be wondering what to expect when they go into any Cleveland Clinic facility. Can you uh, kind of explain what kind of changes we should expect walking into a Cleveland Clinic facility today, and is it safe? Okay, yeah, great question. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic is doing a great job in trying to keep both staff and patients safe. Um, there are changes during the pandemic um, that are constantly occurring, and so the policies are constantly changing as the situation evolves. Uh, there's temperature checks happening, they're asking about uh, symptoms as people walk in. They're limiting the number of people that uh, enter the buildings. Uh, they're asking about travel history. Uh, all visitors are required to wear a mask uh, unless there's a health or behavioral condition that might be preventing them from doing so. Uh, there's also hand sanitizer stations. Um, and these guidelines and policies that are in place are being monitored along with the rates of COVID-19 and being adjusted uh, as a result uh, you may want to contact your provider for any specific questions or concerns that are related to visiting uh, a Cleveland Clinic Center. And uh, to answer that last question, I think it's as safe as it can be given the circumstances. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so a doctor's appointment isn't usually a one-time thing. It's part of an ongoing relationship. Um, if you realize that maybe I overlooked a very important question or, or have trouble following up, um, my doctor's advice, is it okay to call the office and follow up or would I need to make a follow-up appointment? And I ask that because I see many people um, maybe are a little clustered when they're talking to the physician, especially as you mentioned, if it's, if it's something personal. Um, and then as soon as you leave, you're like, I didn't ask the important question. Is it okay to follow up with a phone call or should I make another appointment? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, how many times do we leave the doctor's office or the provider's office and realize that we forgot a question or concern? Um, we hear it all the time. And I think it's absolutely okay to reach out, whether it's online or through a phone call, and just say, hey, I forgot to ask you this, or hey, I wanted to mention this. Uh, all the information that the provider gets is useful in potentially helping you figure out uh, what the next best step is. Excellent. And that's all the time that we actually have for today. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, the last two things I'd like to add is, in general, I think it's really important to uh, remember that the office staff is there to help you. So uh, treating them with courtesy and respect is very important. Uh, having cooperation between the patient and the staff that helps the provider uh, goes a long way. Uh, and the last thing is I just want to thank uh, the Cleveland Clinic and you guys for helping me put this together. Thank you so much, Dr. Goldman, for all this information. It's been great. Thank you. And if you've never done a telehealth visit before, now might be the perfect time for you. It's a great option to get the care that you need while taking the steps to keep yourself and your community safe. You can make a virtual appointment by going to clevelandclinic.org slash express care, or for an in-person appointment, you can call 216-444-2262.
1-800-273-8873. And for the latest health news and information from Cleveland Clinic, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Username at Cleveland Clinic, just one word. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you again next time. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.